0: Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a Paradox.
1: Guys, welcome to the show. This is Paradox. Welcome to Paradox. I'm Jimmy. And this is... Who are you? Oh, I'm Josh.
0: I said that and I didn't mean to be funny because there can be no joking during this, uh, this show. Talking about teen suicide. Oh, yeah. can yuck can't it can't. up while you're talking about this.
1: we also dropping with this episode, Crystal Evans Hurst. Hmm. You know Tony Evans' daughter? You remember her? Oh, yeah. That was months ago yes. that, we, that we spoke with her, but we're finally releasing her show. She's great. really much you.: so. Obviously, last year, 2016, 13 Reasons Why. The book's been out forever, but 13 Reasons Why became much more popular. On Netflix. With the series on Netflix. I don't know how many of you guys read that, or watched it, rather. And or read it. But my wife and I sat down and watched about half of it. I don't necessarily have to share with you why we stopped, but I thought it was a bit ridiculous, is the simple way to put it. (laughs) But but that then— It brings up the topic. It brings up the topic, and it has. And the interesting thing, we have, just off the whim, we have two interns here that created a 13 Reasons Why teen suicide talk just, oh, this would be fun. The church
0: did or school. They
1: did it once and got invited to another place and then got invited to another place. They've probably done it eight or nine yeah, times yeah. now because... If
0: that lets every, you know, yeah. Correct.
1: Everybody wants to hear about this topic. And so we thought that we would address not only suicide, but also just self-harm behaviors. Mm-hmm. To intro it, so the interesting thing is, is probably 95% of all of us have thought from time to time, you know what, it'd be nice not to be here. Mm-hmm. Whether it's financial stress or getting fired from a job or marriage isn't that great. You know, we The
0: Longhorns having three consecutive <laughs> losing seasons. We've go all ahead.
1: thought from time to time it would be nice to go and be with our maker. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily suicide. A lot of parents bring their kids in because they're mm-hmm. expressing that and they're saying, Hey, help my kid. Uh, But the kid's not necessarily suicidal. And so part of the purpose today is not only to uh, teach you guys how to help when a kid is serious, but also to be able to distinguish when your kid is or is not serious.
0: Because a kid just runs out and mentally runs out of options. Yep. Uh, And so if this is so bad, so bad, so bad, ah, hmm, okay, well, kill myself. Yeah. That's That's my option here. Or... Boy, I hurt really bad and no one really understands how bad I'm hurting. I think I'll just get a razor blade and cut on my thigh. Yep. They don't have the coping skills. Or they hear about something like cutting, which tends to be the coping skill de jour, and they do it to be known for doing it. I mean a lot of this has well, it's been called a perverse language sure. because of that.
1: And I think one of the most important agreements and uh, ingredients and maybe I'm skipping ahead of myself is the lack of hope that our teens experience. We as adults hopefully have been through enough life experiences that we know no matter how hard it gets that we're going to be okay. You know if we look back on our 30, 35, 45, 55 years of life We've had some troubling times, but we've come out of that. So we actually know that hope exists no matter what. Our teenagers do not. They haven't really struggled. And so we have to make hope very evident to them. We have to connect the dots for them that no matter what befalls you in life, that there is hope. Because I think at the end of the day, kids that are talking like this is just this complete void, this complete absence of hope. I want to intro with a story about a teenager that I um, saw years ago. And just to help you maybe distinguish between what is maybe serious and what is not, you're looking for, does the person have a plan But even more than that, do they have the means, the ability to meet that plan? I was talking to a kid and he expressed suicidal thoughts. And so I asked him, well, how would you do it? And he expressed that he wanted to jump in front of a train. And at the very beginning, I thought that that was kind of a ridiculous like, oh, I'm going to grab a gun. Like, of course, a train would kill you. So it's just a very violent Mm -hmm. thing that would be for sure in killing you. So let me throw that out there. But in questioning further... And note to self, it's not just okay to leave it there. How would you do it? A train. I had to press them, and you need to press your kids as well. Uh, well, where would you find this train was my next question. And he shared that there is a train that passes about a half mile behind his house every night at 7 p.m. And so he knew, uh, knew a distance. He knew a time. This kid had meticulously kept mm-hmm. up with the details, and that, of course— Is the ability to do that, and so that Mm -hmm. escalated it in mine, and it should
0: escalate it in yours. What makes this such an issue with adolescence is because adolescence, the adolescent brain, does not have all of its synapses connected. They're not able, to your point, you know, they don't have the life experience. They they lack a big picture context to a lot of times when something happens. Their their brain will take a normal life disappointment or, or some type of trauma that had not make the cheerleading squad or whatever, and without that kind of big picture context that life experience can give you, or for whatever reason that they have not developed adequate coping skills for these type of emotional upheavals, well, then they seek what they don't realize is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And, I mean, the classic example is Romeo and Juliet. And we always use that as, oh, the greatest love story of all time. That's Which, Sleepless in Seattle, by the way. Well, it's, it's Pepe Le Pew and the black cat. I love me some Meg Ryan. That walks under the paintbrush and puts the white stripe down, down her back. You lost me. Come with me to the We will make beautiful music. You, Pepe, Le know, Pepe
1: Le Pew? Pepe Le Okay. By the way, Babaloo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> Lucy.
1: I'm on Babaloo. No joking during this show. Dad used to bang on our bellies and say (laughs) Babaloo. And I just thought it was from him. But he explained a couple of weeks ago
0: that it was Ricky Ricardo. All right. So Romeo and Juliet is a horrific love story. But it points out that teenagers can't grasp the big picture context. And therefore they seek a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Slipping into, okay, what do we do, you know, as parents that maybe have, you know, elementary age kids or... Hold on. Uh, going back to kind of the
1: problem and yes. the reasons why this exists, not only can they not connect the dots that this is a temporary issue, but I think that culture and sometimes we as parents can create drama around their issues that communicates to them that this is not a temporary issue. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, <laughs> needing, that is exactly true. Um, school pressure... Sports, the push, mm-hmm. sports pressure, uh, conflict within our own marriages, all are various ways. Obviously, like diff- difficult social situations, like it's not just on parents.
0: Last week, a, m- a mother, they had a screaming knockdown drag out the mother and father and the 14, I think she's 14, 14-year-old daughter. When the dad stormed out of the house and got in the car and took off, the mother's response to the child? Well, I hope you're happy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yalses. Wow, wow, wow. So that is, in that teenager's brain, yes.
0: a permanent problem. Thank you, Mom, for creating something that didn't exist. And so school pressure
1: from parents, sports, difficult social relationships, and conflict within the marriage are all ways in, in which it contributes to suicide and self-harm. And And before we move on to the solution— Self-harm is exactly that. It's some way to to hurt yourself or mutilate your body. Uh, you know, there's branding, there's burning, there's cutting. I've had kids bang their head against the wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's whatever to inflict pain, but it is not suicide. No, and so a it's lot of the parents same thing. fear that, but it's not. It's very different. And so, take it if, even if your kid is self-harming. Take a deep breath. They don't necessarily desire to kill themselves.
0: It is a dysfunctional coping mechanism, absolutely, but it's not suicide light for sure. And it's also a perverse language. The vast majority of the time, kids are cutting so that someone will see it. Maybe they're hiding it from mom and dad. Maybe they're hiding it, but they want somebody to see it to go. Omg, you must really might be, be hmm You must be hurting really, really bad. They want some. Again, it serves as that perverted language. All right, uh, solution. I can't progress without saying, especially mom and dad, if if there really does seem to be actual suicidal ideation in your child, the first thing you've got to do is address what is a vast majority of the time, the underlying depression.
1: And if you're able to tell if it's actual by if they have a plan Mm -hmm. and a means.
0: It's not just manipulation or whatever. Suicide tends to germinate from a depressed mind, a mind that is dealing with cognitive distortion. Uh, They take a problem the size of a softball and they make it into the size of, of a speedboat in their mind. And uh, the, a speedboat is overwhelming. They, there's no way they can't even grasp the magnitude of the problem. But the reality is that's not the reality. But so address the underlying depression. Second, and you touched on this a minute ago, is you ask, you probe. If, they, if they're you know, saying everything is going wrong, you, you know, my girlfriend dumped me, I'm failing, I got kicked off the team, um, I've, you know, I've put on 15 pounds and I'm going to die and you know, no one's going to come to the funeral – if there, if there, if you just see that, if you kind of see, wow, it seems like really bad things are stacking up, in a nice quiet time, just say, hey, sweet thing, it would seem to me if all this was going on, have you ever, have you ever thought about hurting yourself? The old wives' tale, the old urban myth, is you're going to put the idea in their mind, and that's the furthest thing from the truth. You're never going to give them the idea. No kid is going to go, wow, no, I didn't really think about that mom. But, but now thank that mention you mention it, now that you mention it, hey, hand me the shotgun. That's not going to occur. What's going to occur is, oh, my gosh, she gets it. He understands. Finally, finally, someone, yes, absolutely, that's crossed. Finally, somebody is getting the extent to which I'm hurting. So you do ask, you inquire. Now then, the acrostic slap is, talked about this when I was a youth minister with other youth ministers and with youth workers. How do you tell whether they have intent and they have means. And this very easy acrostic, something that you can remember pretty easily, is SLAP. The sensibility of the threat, the lethality of the threat, the availability of the threat, and the proximity Isn't to Isn't it an acrostic? And that's what I said, an acrostic.
1: You did, but remember, you couldn't think of it. We
0: just did Facebook Live. So um, you're going to bring up that I couldn't think of acrostic.
1: No, wow. no, no! You threw out acrostic on Facebook Live, and then you you doubted yourself. So I got to thinking about it and said, I think like an acronym, but that's wrong.
0: It is an acrostic, right? Yeah, it's
1: an acrostic. Oh, okay. Do you were right the first time, Thank and you. then you made I'm going to put you <coughs> responsible for
0: making me look like an idiot.
1: Oh, I did for trying to think of and saying that's acronym. Awesome.
0: Thank you. Please right.
1: define for me acronym. I don't know.
0: S L A P. The sensibility of the threat. Does the threat make sense, the lethality? If a kid says, oh, yeah, I'm going to just uh, drink a whole bottle of Pepto-Bismol right there. Well, okay, well, that's not a lethal threat. The availability of the threat. Again, I'm going to uh, – how are you going to do it? Well, I'm going to shoot myself. Well, do you have a gun? No. Did you ever have a gun? No. But next summer, I'm going to get a job, and probably by fall of the following year, I'll have enough to buy a gun. Okay, then we're, we're we're okay for right now. So the availability of the threat. And then the proximity to help. If someone says, I'm going to take a whole bottle of Tylenol and I'm going to take it right there on the couch next to mom and dad so they'll see me die. Okay, well, no, they're not going to see you die. They're going to take you to get your stomach pumped. If you work through the sensibility, the lethality, the availability, and the proximity to help. Now, if a kid says, I'm going to kill myself, how would you do it? Well, I'm going to shoot myself. Do you have a gun? No, but my dad does. And the safe is in the top of his closet. And I know where the key to the safe is, and I know that he keeps the ammunition in his sock drawer. And when mom and dad are on their Cancun cruise later this month, I'm going to go out to my uncle's ranch where he doesn't live there. And I'm going to go to the barn. Okay. It was sensible. It was lethal. It was available. And he doesn't want anyone around to stop him. And so that's when you latch onto their leg and not let them out of the room. So any threat, any threat at all, and to make sure you hear us say this, any threat at all, you take seriously, but not all suicidal ideations are equal. And when you apply something like slap, it helps you kind of discern which are the red light and which are some. Now, by the way, again, if they're verbalizing it, they need to be talking to somebody. Something's going on. If they just, if they verbalize it. TimothyCenter.com. Hmm. Yes. It's serious. If they're using it to manipulate, it's serious. It's, you know, any time this comes out of a kid's mouth, no matter which way it goes, it's a serious issue.
1: you finished? Oh, yeah. You just talked an hour. I was crapping wisdom. I mean, I had like 15 solutions, but now I only have two. One, I don't have time for them. And two, you took all of them.
0: So people are in danger because we didn't cover the solution adequately.
1: <laughs> Obviously, I agree with 98% of what Jimmy said. And to add on to the depression, the underlying depression, uh, suicide and self-harm are symptoms. There's something mm-hmm. else going on. Yes. And so you've got to either figure out for yourself or get your kid with somebody to figure out what that underlying issue mm-hmm. is. Is it depression? Is it depression because of school or sports or the things we listed several minutes ago? one of the biggest things that I see is what they're actually f- feeling is overwhelmed, not suicidal. I Particularly middle school boys that are highly anxious, all of them, almost to a person, will say, oh yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I feel very overwhelmed right now. But they're saying, I want to kill him myself. Mm-hmm. But when you actually question them about that, I don't have a plan. I don't have a means. I don't want to They do don't that. want to die. I had a kid actually hop over his balcony, second floor. He wouldn't have killed himself, but probably broken something or something. And, but he's not really suicidal. Again, it's just, he has these feelings of being overwhelmed and he inappropriately is trying to express He Has no them.
0: idea where to go with him.
1: Particularly, I think all teenagers at some level, but particularly middle school boys, some emotion education. Um, needs to take place, you need to give them other ways to express, meaning verbally, how to say I'm overwhelmed or I'm disappointed or I'm sad instead of I want to kill myself. Yeah. So teaching them how else to express it is really, really important, particularly for young boys. And then I, I've already mentioned this, but just connecting them with hope that this is a
0: temporary issue mm-hmm. and we don't need a... Because being overwhelmed is is the kissing cousin of hopelessness. If I'm overwhelmed, part of that feeling is I have no hope. I see no hope. So those two things go together. What do you know about Kissing Cousins? I don't want to talk about it. Mm. It's too raw. If you want more
1: information about this show, go to ParadoxPodcast.com. We're going to have two to three extra steps about this teen suicide issue. So definitely go to our blog post regarding this episode. If you want to follow the show and us on social media, go to ParadoxPodcast.com as well. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Central. Check us out on Facebook book live. See ya. Take care.
0: Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers, Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to Julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox... Within a month we realized that we had completely rediscovered each other. We were connecting more. We were relearning each other's communication styles. It just completely changed the game for our marriage. And so I realized, Hey, there's something to coming to our everyday table. Recording our Paradox podcast is a labor of love. We love exploring topics important to Christian families.
1: We love bringing you interviews with authors, musicians, and podcasters that are shaping our world. Also, Jim loves to hear himself talk. See, I've been told that my voice is mellifluous. You have no clue what that means, do you? No.
0: We also love making thousands of dollars. I know I do, if not you, Josh. I mean, we are, I don't know if y'all know this or not, But on this podcast, we are literally taking baths in $100. Jimbo, Jimbo, we're not making any money.
1: And actually, as of right now, we're behind
0: $2,500, so we're actually losing our shirts. See, see, that's a negative confession. You seem to think that that's a problem. It's not a problem, my friend, because we have a Patreon account. Please consider supporting us on patreon.com
1: backslash paradox. If you think the show has helped your family, if you believe in what we're doing, you can make a one-time contribution or set up a subscription. With your help,
0: we can continue to bring healing to Christian families. That's what I call mellif- mellif- The word you're looking for is mellifluous.